Welcome to Flashback Tracks. Travel back in time each Friday to an era of big hair, leg warmers, and Walkmans. Far out. Veg out with some clips from Downtime Broadcasting's promotional audio cassette magazine from the 80s and 90s, right here on the World Wide Web. The following article entitled Reaching Out to Secretaries by Jill Kirschenbaum is reprised with permission of Incentive Magazine, copyright December 1988. It's not easy being a secretary. On any given day, he or she may be called on to function as a welcoming committee, arbitrator, public relations consultant, bodyguard, and systems analyst, all before making the first pot of coffee. By 10 a.m., the average secretary may well have juggled the boss's appointment schedule for the third time, arm-wrestled with the copier machine repairer, and kept an ornery creditor at bay, in between scrimmages with the telephone that rings every 90 seconds. Given their multiple responsibilities, it should come as no surprise that secretaries are targeted by marketing specialists who recognize their influence and buying power both inside and outside the workplace. The Esselte Pendaflex Corporation in Garden City, New York, for example, has been running a marketing campaign aimed directly at secretaries since 1986. Even if they don't make the actual acquisitions, explains product manager Cheryl Della Croce, secretaries have direct input into what they get. It pays to reach this market, she says. But just what constitutes the secretary market? If you plan to target it, or if you have simply never considered marketing to America's 3.9 million secretaries, a few statistics compiled by Professional Secretaries International, PSI, may interest you. While more men are joining the national secretarial pool, 99.3% of secretaries are women, according to a 1987 survey of 12,000 members of the Kansas City, Missouri-based Professional Association. 61% are married, 78% are between the ages of 30 and 59, and 60% have no dependent children. Secretaries are a well-educated group. 95% report some post-secondary education. About 40% have completed a secretarial program at a junior college, community college, or proprietary school. 43% have some college credit. 10% have a bachelor's degree, and 2% have a master's or doctoral degree. Is it any wonder, then, that 79% compose correspondence for both themselves and their managers, and 71% use word processing software? PSI estimates that the average salary of its 27,000 members is at $20,640, which represents about a 4% annual increase since 1982. 76% of respondents own a home, 94% own a car, and 52% own stocks. For many PSI members, the sphere of influence extends far beyond an individual workstation. Over 60% of those surveyed recommend or initiate the purchase of typewriters at their company, which may have as few as 20 employees or 500 or more. 56% influence airline, travel, and hotel reservations. 39% have some input on word processor and computer equipment purchases. And 46% recommend copiers and supplies. The average secretary cannot be defined easily. Titles include executive secretary, administrative assistant, office manager, and file clerk. But one thing is certain. The stereotype of the gum-cracking blonde with a steno pad and bottle of nail polish in the top drawer is history. Marketers who want to tap into the market should take note.
Even more than money, there is a desire for professionalism to be regarded as an intricate part of the corporation, not just as a girl who types, explains Deborah Stratton, editor and publisher of The Secretary, PSI's monthly magazine. The Avery International Corporation, a Pasadena, California-based office supply manufacturer, runs a secretary appreciation sweepstakes each year that ties in with the PSI-sponsored Professional Secretaries Week, usually the third week of April. Says product manager Nancy Woods, recognition is the key. They all appreciate being recognized for how valuable they are in the office environment, and just honoring them is something that is not done enough. Ten winners of the 1987 sweepstakes received a 10-day Caribbean cruise for two, reports Woods, who adds that the success of the promotion can be measured in at least two ways. The company received 200,000 entries in 1987 from forms distributed to office supply stores and through magazine advertising. And sales do increase around the March-April time period, she claims, although she had no specific figures to cite. We realize how valuable the end users are, Wood says, and the Secretary Appreciation Program also gives us a reason to talk to our trade and for them to spread the word about Avery products. Pentaflex goes even further to establish a relationship with secretaries, heeding a PSI survey report that 49% of secretaries polled dislike filing more than any other task. Esselte started the I Hate Filing Club in 1986. According to Cheryl Delacroche, the club inspires end-user identification with Pendaflex brands and helps the company determine attitudes toward filing and new products. The basis of the club is a quarterly newsletter that offers office and health tips. They're absolutely reading this newsletter, and they're writing to me. I get letters every day, claims Delacroce, who reports that the I Hate Filing Club now boasts approximately 60,000 members. In addition to the newsletter, the club has sponsored two contests, Filing Tips in 1987 and Filing Inventions in 1988. The former asked secretaries to submit their best filing ideas, while the latter required that they invent a new or improved filing product. For Filing Tips, I had over 800 entries on a base of 30,000, so that's phenomenal response, asserts Delacroce. And on the inventions, I had about 300. Half of them were actual prototypes that they made and sent in. Although Delacroce originally intended to choose only one inventor as a grand prize winner of a $500 U.S. savings bond, she was impressed enough with the invention submitted to name five winners, who each won a $500 bond. Reluctant to reveal the winning ideas, Esselte has sent them on to the product development teams for further evaluation. Delacroce says the suggestions included reusable write-and-wipe tabs, a musical folder that plays a tune when opened, and filing gloves to prevent cuts and broken nails. Wendy McKay, public relations manager for the Stouffer Orlando Resort in Florida, also wants to reach secretaries. With the aid of Barbara Swab, account executive with the New York advertising firm of Canfield Holler & Partners, McKay put together Stouffer Orlando's first major secretary promotion to stimulate local food and beverage business in the community. This is an area in which a lot of hotels compete in our market, so you need to bring in the local business. The secretaries would be a very good market. The resort ran a contest during Professional Secretaries Week that focused on bosses as well as their assistants. The employers were asked to state in 200 words or less why their employees should be named Stouffer's Secretary of the Year. More than 1,000 Orlando area businesses received entry forms and approximately 200 were mailed in. The winner was Judy Subkowski, whose employer, Stuart Fenner of Attorney's Title Insurance Fund, said she deserved the award because I am at times a jerk. She puts up with my insensitivity. She performs tasks assigned to her without any regular positive reinforcement from me, and she is seldom taken out for lunch because I am cheap. 
Not only did the secretary and her family win an expense-paid weekend at the luxury resort for taking the boss's heat, but he and his family won a weekend getaway as a reward for admitting his shortcomings. In addition to recognizing secretaries who were called upon to act above and beyond the call of duty, it was a way to reach their bosses, a primary market for Stouffer's, says Schwab. She and McCabe were quite pleased with the results of the promotion, which they admit was thrown together just three weeks prior to Professional Secretaries Week. Two runners-up in the contest received free passes to the resort's Sunday brunch for themselves, their families, and their bosses. In addition to direct mail, the hotel put out a press release and announced the contest on local radio. Methods for getting the word out about a secretarial promotion vary. Esselte Pendiflex's Della Croce took an innovative approach in 1986, choosing to market directly to secretary's demographic group. Most of our competitors were marketing only to the trade. We went right to the end-user and end-user publications, which wasn't done at the time for the most part, she observes. Della Croce advertised the I Hate Filing Club in consumer magazines like Cosmopolitan and Working Woman. Adds Lynn Wilson, marketing communications manager for the St. Paul, Minnesota-based 3M Corporation's Commercial Supplies Division, we frequently aim our advertising and direct mail at secretaries. That's an important thing for us. We have mailed a number of sample brochures for different products to secretaries over the years to get them to try the product and encourage them to go to their local office supplies dealer. We've run small space ads in magazines we feel have high secretarial circulation, self, and working woman. Feedback from sales representatives and participation at PSI-sponsored trade shows have indicated to Wilson that secretaries are an extremely important market. They have a lot of influence in sampling and trying new products in offices, and that's very important to us. 3M is looking into more secretary-oriented promotions in the future, Wilson says. If you are considering running such a promotion, PSI Publications Manager Shirley Englund has these suggestions. Don't assume that secretaries are the lowest employees on the corporate totem pole. Secretaries now use all sorts of sophisticated equipment and perform many tasks formally assigned to middle managers. A good way to attract secretaries' attention is by stressing the ability of your product or service to make their jobs faster and easier while enhancing their value to the company. Travel back in time with us next Friday as we share more clips from the 80s and 90s on another rad episode of Flashback Tracks, exclusively on Promo Corner. Time to bounce.